Welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I am your host, Kate Noel, and I am so happy you're here. My mission is to inspire you to be the best version of yourself by truly honoring what your mind, body, and soul want and need. Here, we talk about everything and anything, wellness, recovery, lifestyle stuff, lots more. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Take the Cake podcast. I am super excited about today's episode. It's going to be a solo podcast, and I'm going to be talking about food combining and food synergy. And this is a really interesting topic for me because as somebody who has come from a past of diet culture and disordered eating, food combining, and when I say food combining now, I'm talking about the diet culture version of it that's very restrictive, that has become very popular over the past, I'd say, few years or so. Uh, The more I'm learning in school and in my own research about food combining, the more I'm like, okay, this doesn't really add up. The science isn't really there. So I'm excited about this. And as a reminder, I'm not a nutritionist or a dietitian. This is just information I've been learning through my own research as well as in my schooling right now. I'm in school for eating psychology. So I am learning a little bit about nutrition and yeah, I'm excited. So Before we get into this episode, I'm going to shout out a recent review. These are the absolute best way that you can support this podcast is by leaving me a rating and a review. So if you have been listening for a while and it aligns with you, I would love for you to leave me a review and I would love to just hear from you. Or if this is your first time listening and you loved this episode, let me know. So this one is from Kaylee Ray S and it's called The Best Recovery Podcast. It says, Kate, first, I'd like to thank you for creating this podcast as a free resource and helping lead me towards full recovery this past winter. I've had a five-year-long battle with two EDs, and this March, I finally felt the shift inside me to pursue full recovery at all costs. Right now, I'm in the throes of weight gain, severe IBS, and questioning my identity. Your most recent podcast with Kelly Yu was exactly what I needed. I've listened to tens of thousands of hours of recovery-based podcasts in the past two years, and this was the most real, raw recording that I've come across. Your discussion with Kelly didn't skip over the uncomfortable and sometimes even disgusting parts of an eating disorder and helped me reduce some of the shame I carry. I also appreciate how you gave tips and offered your guys' experience dealing with recovery maintenance. I was stuck in quasi-recovery for over three years, and I believe these tips will help me put my ED out of my life for good, sending you all the love and light, Kaylee. Okay, everyone, let's take a really quick moment and send Kaylee all the good energy. Send her all the good energy and give her claps. I'm clapping right now. You can probably hear it in the microphone, but I'm so proud of you. That's amazing, and I am I just know that you're going to get through this, and... Yeah, Kelly Yu, she was in a couple episodes ago that I posted. She is just incredible, and she is so awesome. And honestly, without her, obviously that episode wouldn't have existed. So shout out to Kelly. Shout out to Kaylee. Both of you are amazing. And uh, yeah, I know that you're going to get through this. So thank you so much for this review, and I'm really proud of you. Okay, Let's get started on talking about food synergy and food combining. And I'm going to call this podcast, I think I'm going to call it Eating Your Carrots with Ranch because, uh, yeah, that is something I struggled with, right? So when I was really in the depths of my eating disorder, I used to literally think that 
eating my carrots with ranch or eating my carrots with something that's quote unquote unhealthy what or not very nutrient dense so to speak was such a waste like who cares like if i'm gonna eat the carrots i'm gonna eat them with pb2 like peanut butter powder that tastes like chalk and made me choke no like but seriously i used to think that if i don't have it with like hummus or something quote healthy or clean or on their own or low calorie then it's pointless like it's pointless for me to eat carrots with added stuff or or another example is putting a dressing on my salad that was a kind of a higher fat dressing, like a creamy dressing, whereas I could just do some low fat vinaigrette, you know, or something like that, watery, so to speak, or another one, Walden Farms. Oh my gosh, Flashback Friday. Who remembers Walden Farms? That's like the literally the zero calorie pancake syrup. Like I'm not gonna eat my pancakes. Okay, I mean, who am I kidding? I wasn't eating pancakes then, but if I were to eat something like a pancake, I would definitely go for the Walden Farms because I couldn't even bear to think about the idea of adding more calories or more fats or more this or more proteins or carbs to something that was quote healthy. So just this podcast is dedicated to that girl in the past. That's me, that girl. If that's you, this is dedicated to you who is afraid of actually eating the food with something else because you're afraid that it'll kind of cancel it out or it won't be healthy anymore. So like I mentioned in the beginning, food combining, sort of this diet culture food combining rules, I think it might be rooted in Ayurvedic practices, but I'm not 100% sure. But it's it's gone too far, I believe. And the idea is that you don't combine fresh fruit, starches, animal proteins and then like nuts and seeds and dried fruit together you have to sort of pick one at a time and then you can have you know non-starchy vegetables cooked or raw with any of your food so those are quote neutral and then there's like some random exceptions and the idea is that if you eat them uh like that if you eat them on their own like the fruits and the you don't combine fruits and starches or you don't combine animal proteins and seeds whatever if you don't add those together, then you won't have digestive issues because some of those foods digest quicker than others. So that is the idea of food combining. Now, I have talked about this before, but there are tons of debunking myths, uh, videos, YouTube videos, podcasts, information, articles online that debunk this idea because essentially whenever we eat, we're eating and our food is going into our stomachs and our stomachs are literally a vat of stomach acid and enzymes and they're constantly churning. So we digest food, our bodies are way smarter than we think they are. Honestly, like they really are. So the idea that we can sort of hack and decide for ourselves which foods are gonna digest first is not possible. And on top of that, every single food contains carbs, fats, and proteins, at least to a certain extent. While, yes, you know, there are more carbs in a potato versus like a nut, there are still carbs in both. And all of, you know, it's all cellular uh, nutrients. And so it doesn't really make sense that we would try and hack our bodies because all that food is going to be churned and mixed together anyways and it just doesn't really work like that sort of stoplight they use a stoplight analogy where like you you know your fruit digests faster than 
protein, for example, so your fruit needs to be eaten on its own. And that's just really false. And on top of that, what I'm going to be talking about in this episode is food synergy. So that is the idea that foods actually work even better together and that when we combine foods, when we eat carbs, fats, and proteins with all of our meals, that is when we actually are able to absorb the most nutrients from the foods and we are able to uh, assimilate and utilize all of that energy that the food gives us. Um, a lot of times when we think about eating fruit on its own, it makes sense because you think, oh, well, when we eat fruit on its own, it just digests fast and it leaves our body. And yeah, that's true. But if you eat fruit, let's say with some nuts or some seeds, the fats in those nuts and seeds are actually going to uh, slow down the rate in which we digest, which is actually really good because we don't want to have, we want that slow assimilation of blood sugar. Uh, so yeah, let's just get into it. Here we go. So food synergy is basically uh, the bioavailability um, of food. So bioavailability is how much we assimilate of the nutrients in a certain food and how much of it actually gets absorbed into our bodies. Like for example, just because a supplement says this contains, I don't know, 200% of your daily dose of whatever vitamin it is, it doesn't mean our bodies are actually able to absorb all of that. In fact, most of the time that's not the case. So how much, uh, your, of your food actually gets absorbed and utilized in your body depends on so many factors, including, um, let's see if the nutrients are coming from like the whole plant or animal versus, um, you know, from like a supplement, which version of the food it is. Is it a whole potato or is it a potato chip, right? How much processing happens, um, minerals, fiber, compounds of the food itself, how the food is prepared, if it's cooked or raw, canned, frozen, um, if the food is processed, like I said. And in addition, it depends on our bodies and themselves and how stressed we are, what we need. For example, whoever is menstruating, if somebody is menstruating, they will need more iron and they will absorb more iron from a meal than if they were not menstruating or, you know, if their friend wasn't menstruating. And they can both be eating the same amount of iron. Just the menstruation itself primes our body to need more iron because we're losing it through our blood. So in short, you know, when we think about all of this, actually vitamins and supplements really fall short here. There are over 100 trials and overwhelmingly vitamins and minerals show no benefit long-term in taking like a multivitamin, um, which is really interesting to think about because, uh, you know, we think that, oh, we have to be taking these vitamins and minerals. And yes, there are definitely minerals and vitamins that are lacking in the human body. And that's kind of another conversation. Um, but that will require more bio-individual testing. And a lot of times taking supplements and vitamins can actually be more harmful if we don't actually know what our bodies need. So like I said, when I was sick, I really did not see the value in eating the carrots with the ranch because the ranch would, would cancel out the healthy properties of the carrots or the fatty steak compared to the lean chicken, the fat-free dressing and eating fruit alone in the morning and guzzling green juices instead of consuming a salad or cooked veggies with proteins and nourishing fats. And that was just where my mindset was because I thought 
I really thought of my body as kind of robotic, you know? I thought that I was just some sort of machine that needed very specific things and I, I really all boiled down to a lack of body trust and that core belief really was just not trusting that I was worthy in this world, honestly. But anyways, so I want to talk about the vitamin supplement and fortification industry of foods. So there are a variety of foods that are fortified. And I want to give you this postulation that you can think about. There is no money in, a, let's say, like a vegetable, like a piece of broccoli. Like you don't see commercials and advertisements advertising broccoli, right? Typically, you see advertisements where there's broccoli that's been transformed into something really cool, like a cool food or a really common one is like you don't see any potato advertisements, but you see potato chip advertisements. So there's really no, or another one, sorry, I thought of another one. You see, um, you know, sort of the packaging and marketing when you go to the store on sort of processed foods, for example, like processed breads. If you go to the store and you look at the bread aisle, almost all of them are going to be fortified and they're gonna be fortified with vitamins and nutrients and they're going to be uh, marketed in a way that's going to be eye-catching. It's going to make it seem really healthy. But the vitamin and supplement industry is not regulated by the FDA. And that kind of boils down to the fact that the vitamin and supplement industry is, and marketing industry, food marketing industry, is big bucks. And the government wants us to spend money and feel bad about our bodies, honestly. And food companies have added vitamins and minerals into foods that naturally would not contain those. Like I was saying, breads and cereals are fortified, or another word for fortified is enriched. And this was a tactic developed in times where even in developed countries, children were missing key nutrients from their diets due to inaccessibility. But now, especially in um, you know modern industrialized countries like America, uh, children don't need those those unhealthy amounts of vitamin A, zinc, niacin, and other minerals and vitamins that are fortified in breakfast cereals. So children who are, especially children, but adults as well who are eating these foods, especially every single day, are getting extra nutrients that they don't need, that the food doesn't naturally contain, right? So when we think back to what I was mentioning about the whole foods version of the vitamin, it is so much different than the extracted minerals, the concentrated minerals. For example, the vitamin C that you would obtain from a, an orange or another citrus fruit um, versus the vitamin A that you would have in like a capsule is super different because because so, the vitamin C in oranges, they also it also contains fiber and other phytonutrients and it contains natural sugars and it contains the whole food version, like the actual orange. That is like a perfect bioavailable version of vitamin C, whereas the mineral or supplement version of vitamin C, yes, you can absorb some of that vitamin C, but it's not as available to your body and your body's definitely not going to be able to absorb all of that depending on when you take it in the circumstances and how it is. So it's just something to think about and I just wanted to include that in here because it's really interesting when you think about fortification. So 
all this to say, it's not like foods are good or bad if they're fortified. It's just not something that I think you need to fall, I don't want to say victim of, but if you are grocery shopping and you are buying everything based on the marketing, consider just taking a deep breath and really listening to your body. You know, instead of trying to eat the marketable foods, you can sometimes choose to just listen to your body's real cravings and what it actually wants. And a lot of times, like, you just don't need to spend that extra money and you don't need to be getting those extra vitamin supplements and minerals and spending so much money on supplements. It's like a huge industry. I've been there before. And yes, I do think supplements have their time and place. And of course, they're fun to add in. But nothing compares to the whole foods version of these foods. And I, all this to say, it's just important to not fall into the trap of food marketing, which is everywhere all around us. So the next thing I want to talk about are fat-soluble nutrients, because this is another really important thing I want to talk about, especially when it comes to eating foods together and, and feeling good about eating carbs, fats, and proteins with all of your meals and snacks and having enough fat-soluble nutrients and having enough essential fatty acids in your diet, especially if you're somebody, somebody who's afraid of fats. So there are four fat-soluble vitamins, A, D, K, and E, and fat is really unique because it's carried differently through the intestinal wall than proteins or carbs. Fat-soluble vitamins and phytonutrients like carotenoids and liposine need like with like to increase bioavailability. So for example, the fat, fat must be present for fat-soluble vitamins and phytonutrients to be absorbed and carried through the body. So for example, a salad with tomatoes and carrots is definitely nutrient dense, but topping it off with fats like avocado and an olive oil or another fatty dressing will be so much more of a powerful source of minerals and vitamins. Your body will take all so much more of the phytonutrients and minerals and uh, nutrients from the salad, the tomatoes, the carrots, the lettuce, than it would if you just had it on its own when you have the dressing or the, the fat with it. A recent study measured how well phytochemicals were absorbed after people ate a lettuce, carrot, and spinach salad with or without uh, some avocado. The avocado eating group absorbed 8.3 times more alpha carotene and 13.6 more beta carotene than the ones who did not eat the avocado. So that just goes to show that you really will benefit from making that salad more palatable. You really will benefit from making that salad more delicious and palatable. I mean, it is so so much better and so much more pleasurable as well when we consume delicious vegetables. You know, there's nothing like people talk about steamed broccoli, like putting some butter on your steamed broccoli is going to make it more palatable. It's going to make it more pleasurable. Both of those things are already going to prime your body. Being in a state of relaxation and, and activating your pleasure response is going to give your body the ultimate state of mind and state of being for you to be able to absorb as much of that those nutrients in that broccoli as possible. Another thing I want to mention is about preparation. So preparation can also help. So soaking your grains, nuts, and legumes and seeds before cooking them will release the phytic acid, which is found in all grains, and that inhibits enzymes which are needed for the breakdown of proteins 
and starch in the stomach. So that's something that you can do if you feel like you have time. It's not absolutely necessary, obviously, but if that's something that you're interested in, you can kind of do that. Cooking many vegetables like mushrooms, potatoes, carrots, and asparagus will also supply you with more antioxidants, um, carotenoids, and other phytonutrients. And also chopping up your fruits and vegetables before you eat them can help break down the plant cell wall, which is kind of rigid before those foods get into your mouth. So that's something you could think about. Like I said, definitely not necessary, but if you are just interested in experimenting in this way and you feel like it's safe for you, you can try preparing your foods differently. I really like to do kind of like one pan dishes where I'll take some uh, chicken and I'll do actually in my Dutch oven so it's not really a pan it's more of a Dutch oven but I'll put some chicken legs and thighs with the skin on and the bone in because it's so much better that way I'll put some butter in there I'll put some herbs potatoes mushrooms and carrots I'll chop those up and I'll just cook it kind of low and slow in the oven and then I'll broil it afterwards to give it that crisp top and it's so so delicious and so easy so now let's talk about synergistic foods. And as a reminder, or just to say this in general, I really don't wanna make this podcast to give you more food rules. In fact, the opposite, I, I want to give you this, uh, I guess, wisdom. I wanna help you realize and practice relying on your body's cravings and wisdom to guide you to eat the foods that your body really wants. And, even if you do just want to eat one or two types of foods that are not synergistic, that's fine. You don't have to combine these foods. I'm just trying to allow you to see that sometimes those cravings, I mean, honestly, all, to all times, those cravings are really there to teach you something and really uh, just listening to your body is the ultimate goal. We have to really access this pleasure. And yes, if we go overboard with pleasure, if we go overboard with anything, healthy or not healthy, it's dangerous. So we just have to find that line between where, where we can really just immerse ourselves in the eating experience and make it a pleasurable one. And that can be in healthy eating and quote unhealthy eating and going out to eat and eating at home. Like there's pleasure in all of it. So really it's just about finding what works for you and not listening to the food rules. So here are some examples of synergistic foods that you could try incorporating. So non-heme iron foods, which are from plant foods like grains, nuts, and seeds, pair really well with vitamin C rich citrus foods like oranges, lemons, tomatoes, and leafy greens. So that can help you absorb the, that iron and convert that iron. Vitamin D aids in calcium absorption. So vitamin D that's found in eggs, dairy, and milk can be better absorbed when you pair it with calcium-rich foods like almonds, sardines, tofu, and even salmon. So the B vitamins, B6, B12, and folate are amazing together and reduce can reduce the amount of homocysteine, which in high levels is thought to increase the risk of heart disease. So for example, vitamins, vitamin B6, foods that are high in vitamin B6 are rice, beans, lentils, poultry, seeds, vitamin B12, beef and fish, seafood, poultry, dairy, and nutritional yeast. And folate is found 
commonly in asparagus, avocado, broccoli, whole grains, nuts, and seeds. Um, and another one is onion and garlic with whole grains because the zinc from the whole grains and the sulfur from the onion and garlic are, you know, better zinc absorption. So you can really absorb a lot more zinc when you combine it with sulfurous foods. So those are just some to name a few. There are seriously like um, so many other amazing and unyet discovered powers in food synergy. So like I mentioned before, the biggest lesson I want you to take from this, the only things I really want you to take from this episode is that food combining diet, the one that's rooted in diet culture that says you can only have certain foods, the restrictive one is BS. I mean, honestly, do not fall for that trap. Uh, that will lead you to a path of restriction, especially coming from if you're coming from a history of an eating disorder or um, just diet culture in general or body hate, any of that. It's just, it's way too much and it's not scientifically rooted. So you might as well not try that out. Um, and also supplements cannot cover our nutrient and mineral needs, right? So we need to be eating enough food. We need to be listening to our bodies. If we're in a state of stress, we need to be making sure we're consuming minerals. I really have been loving the, um, it's called an adrenal cocktail. It's very common in like the pro-metabolic space right now. You can really be mineral depleted if you're in high levels of stress because stress burns through minerals, specifically magnesium first. So something that I've been loving is doing this adrenal cocktail recipe. It's not a real cocktail. I don't know why it's called that. So this is just coconut water, which is high in potassium, some orange juice, uh, which is high in vitamin C, and sea salt, a little bit of pinch of sea salt, which is high in like sodium and other trace minerals. You just mix it all together. So that's something that is amazing, and I've been really liking that. Another lesson I want you to take away from this is that eating a variety of whole foods and preparing them in a variety of ways is important. And if you are feeling like you're eating the same things every day, uh, don't be scared to branch out and eat more of a variety of foods because that is really an optimal place that we can be in terms of our health. And that means processed foods, unprocessed foods, that means eating for pleasure. That means eating those essential fatty acids and eating uh, that cake. You know, that means eating a variety of foods, whole foods and processed foods if they are uh, aligning with us and preparing them in a variety of ways. Also, listen to your body's cravings and signals when it comes to eating. Eat for pleasure, nourishment, and sometimes convenience because that is just what we need to be doing in our lives. It's a busy world and you are your best nutritionist at the end of the day. And I know that a lot of you feel like you cannot trust your bodies and you cannot trust yourself, but keep continuing down this path of learning to be more intuitive with your eating and, and just experimenting, right? If we, if we feel we don't trust ourselves, what you can really do is experiment and eventually your body will just continue to communicate with you more and more as you eat all of your meals, get that help from the dietitian or from the treatment team if you need it, if you can access it, and just find what works for you and be embodied into your body and really 
be patient with the journey and trust in the process. So I hope that this was insightful for you and I hope that next time you eat those carrots, you eat them with the ranch or you eat them with whatever you want because it is ultimately going to lead you to absorb more nutrients and also be more delicious and allow you to be closer to food freedom, which is ultimately what we want in our lives. So yeah, that is all I have for this episode. I really hope that you enjoyed and learned something new. Like I mentioned, if it aligns with you, you can leave me a rating and a review. It would be super exciting and maybe I'll feature you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening and I hope all of you have an amazing rest of your day. Bye-bye.